0: We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing from black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in New York City. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all
1: he's running down the middle by the 50 he's at the 30 he's bare chested and banging his chest now he runs the opposite way he runs at the 50
0: he runs at the 40 the guy is drunk but there he goes welcome to debates on tap presents football the show why do you even ponder passing i mean you can take a knee and try a
1: 56 yard field goal this is not detroit man this is the super bowl i mean sam darnold needs five downs to get a first down oh my goodness Bear season's going to end on a double doink.
0: Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team.
1: Oh, Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. Do you think that we are? we the Fox News of the Chiefs podcasting world where we're quote, 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 quote fair and balanced, <laughs> Or are we the CNN where it's still completely biased, but it's yes. what you believe. We're we're more CNN. So we're still biased, but everyone that listens is also biased.
0: Yes, we come off as more sane than the yes. farther left and right. Just because we say it in a more calm manner. We never get
1: riled up! No. We never yell about anything. Not on this podcast, which is the NFL show, brought to you by Debates on Tap. I'm Brian. I'm Brendan. And we are without Pork Cheek, as always, as, as you always,
0: know. As always,
1: uh, I say that because you and I were talking about bad teams. Not bad teams, but we were talking about... Uh, teams, good teams that are in that a do weird, bad things. That do bad things, uh, <laughs> and we talked about how the Steelers have now lost two in a row to give the Chiefs the number one seat. Right, right. Uh, and you brought up the, the. I'm gonna I'm gonna call out your text. Your text said because they're a bad those team. Are pri- those are private. No, the other one you sent right before that was private. <laughs> you, the text said they're a bad team. Yes, the
0: picture I sent you. <laughs> Uh, no, it, but it, and then we
1: discussed, right. and it's not it's that they're a bad It's less that the Steelers team. are a
0: bad team. It's just that they, nothing they have put on display this year has shown them to be an elite team.
1: And then I brought up how the Chiefs barely beat the, I believe four and nine now Carolina Panthers. Right. Uh. So you know, it's all. It's <laughs> I all. I mean, at the end it's of the all, day, it's all. It's all relative.
0: At the end of the day, they're all 32
1: NFL teams.
0: Right. And and you look at games, whenever you like, if you just look at certain games and you're like, oh, they barely beat this team. Oh, they barely did this team. Oh, they beat that team. You know, it's more than just this offense beating this defense, et cetera, et cetera. It, it all depends on how a team matches up with the other team. You know, that's something we've hit on, specifically with the Chiefs and the rest of the AFC West. The rest of the AFC West and their defense is built to beat specifically the chiefs. Right. And that's why a lot of divisional games, you look anywhere around. That's why divisional games are so intense and rough is one, because teams are familiar with each other. Yeah. And two, sometimes teams are just matched up better to play another team. Yeah. And that's why you have some of these games that look like, well, why is that game so close? It's because that team was probably matched up a little bit better to play this team. And it's a pretty good example of, um, in the chiefs and dolphins game from this past weekend in that, you know, the chiefs looked good. They shot themselves in the foot several times, but at the end of the day, you know, um, the chiefs were just in a, in a position to win because they are what I consider an elite level team.
1: Hey, I'm happy that our defense, uh, I don't want to say bailed out Patrick Mahomes and his three receptions. A couple interceptions. times. A couple Really, only one of them was an interception. Let's let's say this. We've said this a few times. The Xavier Howard interception that was a hell was of a incredible. play, incredible. That dude is good. Yeah, I love Xavier Howard. Uh, anytime a ball is tipped, you and I don't think it should be no. countered as an interception to the quarterback. If it is
0: a catchable pass, it should not be on the quarterback. Um, Pat's Patrick's first. Interception—the one where tipped. the well the the, the, <laughs> yes. the defender was on the ground. Patrick threw it, and suddenly this guy just popped up like yeah. a fucking jack well, in the box. They looked afterward after the game, and they found out he had springs in his shoes, it, it, which might be illegal. So, Ty, we're gonna, we're gonna file talk. something with the league, okay? Yep. Um, but that guy popped up out of nowhere, tipped it. I think Kelsey even got a hand on it. But yeah, but it was just a tip drill in the air. So whatever. Second interception, a little high. It was a little high, C-H but still. You can't jump that high. He's but still, I, I still don't think that's necessarily Patrick's fault specifically. You know, there are passes that happen that are just, yep, that's on the quarterback. Or, yep, like Xavier Howard. That that was just an incredible play it's by a defensive back. an incredible play. Back. I
1: think if he would have thrown it where only Tyreek could have gotten it or correct. missed it, it would have been fine.
0: But yeah, but you know. But yes, that that game was incredible and awesome, and hats off. You know, Tua came out looked didn't look that the best in the first court in the first half, I guess. Second half, they stuck with uh, with Tua. I was kind of worried that Brian Flores is going to do what he did uh, the previous weekend's Denver. I think where Tua wasn't looking so hot, and he also kind of hurt his ankle. So they bench him for for Fitzpatrick
1: hurting. If you're hurt, it's fine, but don't bench right. him. Don't yeah. bench your let, young. Let QB your young guys struggling
0: work through adversity. Yeah. Let, him, let him figure the shit <sighs> yes. out and get going. And and he did. the The second half was great for two on the Dolphins' offense. Um, they took what they got. They were efficient and just moved the ball down the field and looked really good. Um, but yeah, that was that was a fun game. And now, as Brian said, the the Kansas City Chiefs are now twelve one. They're in first place. They basically from everything we we've, we've said and looking at. The Chiefs control their own destiny from here. On. Like, like we, we, you hear that word or that phrase tossed around a lot. But this is one of the first years that the Chiefs don't need to do a whole lot wrong <laughs> to, yeah. to, to, to win out. or I'm sorry, not even win out, but to win and get the, the first seed. Even if, uh, okay, first
1: of all, all we got to do is not lose. If we don't lose, we are we, the first seed. If we win out, we
0: are the first seed no matter what, no matter what happens. We have 3 games left. 2 of them are against an NFC team. If the, we the lose the Saints coming up, the Falcons coming up and then the Chargers at the end of the year. If we lose to one
1: NFC team, we are still we will still be in for and and win out on the other two. Right. We are still in first place. Correct. So, that means that we have a game cushion. Not against the
0: Chargers. If right. we lose against the Chargers, we go back down to the 2 seed. Right. But the good thing that's working in our favor, is that the Steelers' next three games are all AFC opponents. So they're Very all good. conference opponents. And
1: yes, the they, scenario I just gave was if the Steelers went out, if they win all three games.
0: Yes, which I think the probability of that, after what we've seen, is maybe a hair low. Um, but yeah, but the Steelers specifically, they have excuse me, they have the Bengals coming up the next week. And then they've disappeared off this thing. Where the hell are they? Oh, because they lost. They're not, you yeah. know. They have uh, the
1: Browns after the Bengals. After the Browns.
0: And then the last game of the season, the, the Colts. So that, so they have the Bengals up next. They have the Colts and then the Browns, Browns at the Browns last of the year. game, yes. Which their final two games of the season are huge games and going to be tough games. Yeah. Because as we saw on Monday night with the, the Browns and the Ravens, that game was a shootout. Yeah. That was insane. That was such a fun game to watch. Um, but no, the Colts are a, are a good solid team. They have a great defense that I think is going to give them a lot of trouble, especially with all the issues that Pittsburgh's offense has with the drops. The Roethlisberger looks like a drunk uncle at Thanksgiving who has had too much to eat and he's just out back throwing the pass. Throwing the ball to the kids. Hey, where's your mom? Get <laughs> her out here. But I think there's a very real possibility that the that the Steelers, they lose to the Colts or the Browns, now and that, maybe even to both.
1: And and this kind of segues perfectly into our, our first little discussion here uh, with the new wild card or the new playoff format where there's seven teams. right? Uh, because the Colts and Browns are both currently holding a wild card spot as well as the Dolphins, um, which means that – also the Colts and the Titans who are leading the AFC mm-hmm. South mm-hmm. are tied. So that Colts game could also be very very important for the Colts themselves. So it's not yes. like we're not getting one of those things where it doesn't matter if we lose, we're going to be in the spot blah, blah blah. So you're you, at the end of the season, you're going to have a lot of competitive competitive football right. going and, on.
0: And that's what something we alluded to, you know, that we're getting close to playoff time, close to this time where you have all these teams are vying for the spot. And a lot of divisional games too that to end the year on. So you have a lot of interesting football that's going to be played here. Um, just to talk about, for example, the Titans who battling with the Colts in that number yeah. one spot in that division. Titans in their year, they have the the Lions who big thing with uh, Matt Stafford hurt. Now he has rib cartilage injury, which they talk about. He was in like excruciating pain after the game, which insane. Uh, then they play the Packers, and then they in the game in the year with the Texans. So. Very interesting end of the year. That's the Titans, the Titans, yeah. So
1: Packers and Texans. Hmm, that's pretty interesting.
0: It is, yeah, and, and and it's fun to see. You know, not a lot of AFC matchups in their in their in their uh, last few games, especially playing the Packers, which is interesting. But again, ending the year on a divisional game, um, whereas someone like the Colts, excuse me, uh, the Colts in they play the Texans, then they play the Steelers, and they end with the Jaguars.
1: All three AFC teams. So, All three AFC teams. And again, the Colts are not in the AFC South lead right now. They they have the same record. They're right. tied record, but because of division games, they are one of the wild cards uh, near the top. Right. Um, so that, that leaves us with the Browns, the Colts, the Dolphins are the three teams vying for a spot. Right behind the Dolphins with the same record are the Ravens.
0: <laughs> Which is crazy. And then one game <laughs> back
1: from that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. So you have, I mean, out of those seven spots, or those five, uh, three spots, you have five teams trying to get in.
0: You do. And just, just for example, like with the Dolphins, Dolphins have a tough slate in to the year. They have the Patriots, who will always play the Dolphins very hard. They have the Raiders, who... That's going to be a big game. That's would be a huge game. Then they end with, against the Bills. Yeah. That is a tough route to end the Dolphins' season on.
1: The only thing that could save the, that Bills game is possibly if Bills clench... Early, yeah, clinch a spot, or if if there's some scenario where they can't move up up or down in seating, and right. so they rest Allen and rest guys. That's the only thing that would make that that
0: a disappointing game, I guess. Exactly, and just for example, with the Bills, Bills have Broncos, Patriots, and then Dolphins, of course, in the year. Yeah. So again, all, all these teams, and it's very interesting. Um, you know, Chiefs got I wouldn't say lucky, but you know the way that the season has broken, and they only have. One AFC game to end with, whereas all these teams, Bills, Dolphins, um, the Titans, Steelers, Titans all games. have AFC games, which are very important conference games for seeding. So it's it's going to be fun to see how these last three games of the season play out.
1: And last thing for the AFC, uh, the, people are kind of saying it's between the Chiefs and the Steelers at the top spot. But if shit hits the fan, the Bills are in prime position to move Absolutely. right up into... I mean, honestly, if, if
0: Chiefs and Steelers lose one or two right. more... Bills might right might take that first seed. I don't know. I would not be shocked. I, I know I'm a, I'm a homer here, but I would not be shocked if the Chiefs went one and two, um, one and two, uh, two and one in their last couple games. Win two, win two games, lose one game.
1: The Steelers game is a game we picked at the beginning of the year to lose. The Saints game. That's what I meant. Saints game. Saints
0: game. Yeah, exactly. I, I would not expect. Would not be shocked with how good that defense is and how the the Chiefs again. The only thing that are beating the Chiefs right now are their own mistakes. Yep. Uh, I I do not there is no team in the AFC that specifically go makes me go yeah that team can beat us head to head even in the NFC other than New Orleans strong defense there's nothing that makes me go this team can beat this team head to head
1: Aaron Rodgers makes me say that Aaron
0: Rodgers <laughs> maybe but the Green Bay's defense is pretty poor so I, that's the only way I would say and eh, Rodgers sure scares me but that defense does not scare me whatsoever but that's like we talked about that we predicted at the start of season that this upcoming game, depending on if Drew Brees is going to play, if Taysom Hill is going to play, what's going to happen. Um, but the the Saints defense worries me a lot. I think if Drew Brees plays, his ribs are going to come out of his body. I believe so. His forty year old body, his much much like an alien, it'll just pop out, snap right. right open. Right. So so yeah. So but I think the Saints defense, especially, is primed to if the Chiefs make a mistake, the Saints Saints are going to be on top of it. Yeah, they are. They are not a young team like the Dolphins, who we were able to win be, mainly because the Dolphins were not able not able to capitalize on those mistakes. You know I was, what I
1: mean? I was going to say with uh, we just we did just play a really good defense. We uh, did, especially up and coming, and I think they're maybe a little bit more athletic on the front end than the Saints' defense. Right. Um, so we'll see. I, it might have gave us a little warm up to take on a good defense and maybe Mahomes realizes he can't run 30 yards backwards without throwing the ball. Oh boy. That was a frustrating uh, moment. There
0: was, there was two moments specifically where it was like, Patrick, man, just, just throw the ball away.
1: <laughs> I, also, I think the interceptions got to him. I think he, he hates throwing interceptions and right. I, I think he'd rather take a, th- a 30 yard sack than throw another I know, interception. Man. And,
0: and there's a lot of little things, you know, that we could I know, dive into specifically, but you know, I, I think, we need to shake up the offensive line a little bit more than what we have been, which I get it. You know, we, sci- we signed the Wiz back from Pittsburgh, but he hasn't played a game since the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, he played one game then kind of got injured and then uh, was on like the IR or something like that. Um so Wiz doesn't surprise me, but like I don't know, man. There's there's a lot of offensive line things that are kind of like let's put the best guys on the field right now, which I think 100% even though Wiz might be a little rusty, I think he's better on the interior part of the line than um, Wiley specifically. Then I also think you know I don't know what happened to Daniel Kilgore, which he started at center a couple times over Austin Ryder, but I think he's a better center. But Martinez Rankin, he's officially back. He's he was off the IR. Um, he I don't think he was active. I think he was a healthy healthy scratch basically. But uh, but get 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 those, get those guys on the line. Yeah. As well as Willie Gay Jr. Um, he needs more snaps. He needs way more snaps. I was shocked after the game to see the snap counts. How little
1: was like playing time
0: he actually was on the field. Yeah. When you look, you know, I was, I, I say I was surprised because you watch the game and that he's all over the place. He is everywhere, involved in every play. Blah blah blah. So then to see he only had like twenty percent of snaps on defense, I was like, wait, what? Really? So I don't know. So there's a couple of things I, I think they can reconfigure. Again, I'm not a coach, and I can understand that throwing in a rookie who, rookie linebacker in. As what we've heard, as complicated of a system as Steve Spagnolo um, uh, utilizes, I could understand maybe not throwing him totally in and making sure he can get his feet wet, but he might be on a he might be
1: on kind of one of those systems where um if he goes in just to watch the ball, if he's just the ball hawk, right. if he's in there, then maybe that's the situation and and you obviously can't take a player right out of assignment every single play just yes. to stay on the ball. Which so. I
0: think hypothetically, if Taysom Hill is officially the starter for the saints, which I think injury reports come out next uh, today, as you're hearing this, your injury reports come out um, for Sunday games. So that's, that's what we'll have a little bit better idea of if Drew Brees is actually practicing, which again, with his, as many ribs as he had hurt and fractured and broken eleven as, as well as his collapsed lung. I could not see him coming back in three, four weeks, whatever the fuck it was. So I just don't see it happening.
1: I think they want to say if they're smart, they want to save them for the playoffs. They've already clinched. They um, do.
0: The only thing I think they would want to fight for is, you know, speaking of playoff talking NFC, is that they could still vie for the first round bye. they could, but why would you want? Okay. So let's
1: say they, let's say they play two games, right? Because right now breeze takes a hit tomorrow, yeah. uh, Sunday, Right. Chris Jones lands on Breeze. Breeze is what, 5'5"? <laughs> five, five?
0: He's a little man, yes. And Jones is, is three, you know, 330, 10 right. feet. So the important thing... So yeah, so Saints in the, in the year, they have the Chiefs, Vikings, and Panthers. So again, two big NFC games to end the year on. Um, then on the flip side, because Green Bay has the tiebreaker over them because of head-to-head matchups and things like that, Green Bay... Excuse me, my phone is is hilarious sometimes. So Green Bay just came off a big win against uh, the Lions, so they're looking really good. They end Panthers, Titans, Bears. So again, Green Bay has those two NFC games, but again, they're not playing as good a teams. I would say the Saints are. So it's kind of like you're you're in a position R where, well, if you lose, if the Saints lose to the Chiefs, then yeah, don't even worry about bringing Breeze back because you're not going to get that number one seed over the Packers, yeah. right?
1: And the Packers have the head-to-head win. So right. if even
0: if they end with the same record, because they're at the same record now, you won't get it. Right. As well as, I mean, you have Tampa Bay that's knocking on the door, but, I mean, does it really matter in the grand scheme? If you don't get that number one seed for the bye, yeah. who cares? You know, about, as long as you make the playoffs, it's
1: fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, again, it might change it if it was the old format where the top two get the get the bye, but uh, it's not looking like that.
0: No. No. So yeah, so on the NFC side, the playoff picture is a little bit more interesting, especially with the NFC East and so the how NFC bizarre East, that is, but <laughs> I, they, we might actually have the four seed be a winning
1: team. That's true. They That's might true. have a winning record,
0: but because uh, Washington is looking better and playing better. So hey, man, they got the field general out there. That's Alex right. Smith. They got the man, the myth, the legend, but uh, all most of the NFC East teams are are at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was a, a whole thing about the Giants were kind of vying for that spot, but they put Daniel Jones back in. And I don't know if you watch that game at all. I watched, I watched a couple of the highlights and Daniel Jones was coming off a hamstring injury and was sacked like eight times because he couldn't move because of his hamstring injury. Yikes! And it was like, I read this interesting interview with the coach. Uh, I think his name, the, you know, the interim coach after what's his face got or no, the new coach, I think, whatever. I'm, I hate the, who, who, it's the Giants. Who cares? Who cares? Um, but basically they talked about in practice they were assessing uh, Daniel Jones all week and they're saying oh yeah if he's mobile if he feels good he's going to play. And it's like you could watch in that game the dude was not mobile and did not feel good. Yeah. Like so how do you go through all of practice and go yep Jones is the guy we're going to go with when you have Colt McCoy who actually looked fine. In the games he played.
1: I, I think I truly think that some head coaches in the NFL are trying to kill their quarterbacks because I they don't want them so. to play in the league. I think so. Uh,
0: and I think Daniel Jones is one of those guys, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but yeah, but I think I would argue other than like the Vikings who maybe have a chance, um, most of the NFC playoff picture is kind of set in stone. It, I mean, kinda, but again, one game separates the seven <laughs> the seven seed from two
1: other teams that are not currently in the playoffs. Again, one of those teams is the Bears. They've been on like a six game losing. I mean, they're they're not good. I don't right. think they're going to make it. Um, but the Vikings, like you said, kind of that dark horse coming in. Uh, Tampa Bay is probably going to start winning
0: some. I think so. I think Tampa Bay has a pretty easy schedule in the year on. I don't think they're going to
1: be able to take over the Rams the way the Rams defense has been playing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, But I do. I think what's going to be fun in the playoffs, a lot like last year with the Titans in the AFC, I think Washington is going to upset at least – it's probably going to upset a team in the playoffs. They're going to
0: make it to the second round even though they quote unquote shouldn't. I think so. I think there's there always crazy shit like that happens all the time. Uh, listen to the Buccaneers' into schedule. Falcons, Lions, Falcons.
1: Okay, so the Buccaneers <laughs> are probably are probably going to make They're going to win out. So
0: so that, I mean that that I guess that does put pressure on LA. Um, I, I think so, yeah.
1: But is I, I what's the can you pull up the the Rams schedule real quick because mm-hmm. Uh, that's the biggest one. I think it, they're, they're currently a one-game lead above the Bucks. I think they have the tiebreaker,
0: though. They have Jets, Seahawks, and Cardinals. So, <laughs> I don't know, man. The Cardinals
1: <laughs> game out of that is probably going to be the best. Uh, Seahawks might try pulling it together so they can... I don't know. <laughs> they, they might.
0: Would, the Seahawks won last last time. That's uh, true. They did. Against the, yeah, they did. 23-16. to 16. I don't know. But, it, I mean, the Rams are just that perfect team of who knows what team's going to show up. Is the dominant defense going to show up? Is the... Calculated, wonderful offense going to show up, or is it all going to go to shit?
1: Yeah, and this shows uh, this shows my bias for the AFC. I don't know a lot about the NFC, so I shouldn't say. But you know, again, we're white males in our 30s (laughs) on a
0: podcast, so we are contractually obligated to talk about things we don't know about.
1: That's very true. So that brings us to next week.
0: Let's talk about next week. We're talking about a few games here that I think are some interesting matchups. We finally get Saturday games, woo, which is crazy. The the
1: Chargers. Raiders game is Thursday on night Thursday night now I know that doesn't sound like a good showing but if the Raiders but, lose that is huge implications for and, the playoffs.
0: and, and he, this, yeah Brian and I talked about this in that you know at first you know you look at this game and you're like oh the Raiders are going to beat the Chargers just because the Chargers are just inept at just about everything they do however it's a short week which we always talk about short week you can never really predict what's going to happen on a short week yep and two after the Raiders got blown out uh Sunday they fired their defensive coordinator yep so you're looking at this young defense that has not been good all season or for 3 years under Gruden has not been good. Now you fired your defensive coordinator and now you're asking Rod Marinelli the defensive line coach to step up and it's like uh who against the Chargers who have a lot of pieces on offense to throw the ball and move the ball down the field. They can. They just make a lot of weird coaching inept decisions. So who fuck who knows? Do you think
1: Anthony Lynn's gonna get fired at the end of this year? Here's
0: that's a very interesting question. thank just you so quick, much for asking. Point. I don't think so okay. because I think the team the players really like Anthony Lynn. I think the management really likes Anthony Lynn. However, Anthony Lynn makes so many boneheaded coaching decisions that it's just like, what? And I think a lot of the car a a lot of what the chargers do is so mired by injuries. It's hard to get a read on what that team actually, who the chargers really are.
1: I think if anything, they'll
0: take away play calling responsibility for him. I think so. They need someone who is a clock manager (laughs) that just goes, Nope, we're doing this. Here's the analytic right here. Here's what we're doing. Yep. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about some games this week. Uh, of course, uh, Kansas City plays New Orleans Saints. Um, this is going to be a very interesting and fun game. Again, we still don't know which quarterback for the Saints are going to start. I think that totally changes how our game plan is, Do but you, in
1: our heart of hearts, I think we all know it's going to be Taysom. I think
0: it's going to be Taysom Hill, which that I hope to God that we have Willie Gay Jr. out there hawking, spying as much as possible. Yeah, because Taysom Hill, as we've seen, he is kind of a middling passer, but he is a great athletic runner. Yeah, it's, so it, he's like uh, he's a not good
1: Lamar Jackson. Yeah, basically. or not as good Lamar Jackson. Right. <laughs>
0: So I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, New Orleans, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, yes, New Orleans defense is is very very good, um, but that's not to say I mean they've they had a lot of issues too against the pass. So I think that's going to be a very interesting matchup, specifically for the Chiefs offense. So it's going to be curious, you know, if if the Chiefs actually make any interesting changes on the offensive line, which I 100 percent think they need to do, or whether or not they just hey we're winning games still. Let's let's see let's see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot, unfortunately, this week, uh, there's not a lot of
1: games uh, that feature two big contenders. No. There's a lot of games that have playoff implications because one of the teams is on the bubble, but that right. can be against anyone. Uh, one of the ones I'm looking at right now is Washington and Seattle. That's about the closest one yeah. we have to, to
0: a, a playoff playoff team. Which it's going to be an interesting. I think, think that's a good highlight there because um, – Seattle, of course, coming off a, like a weird two-game stretch where they just got blown out, and then, then they beat the shit out of the Jets. So, yeah, so I think that was a good boost for Russell Wilson in offense. However, they're playing a pretty damn good defense in the Washington football team. Uh, Chase, is, Chase Young is playing out of his mind right now. He is. And with how bad and poorly the offensive line is playing for Seattle, something to watch out for.
1: Yeah. R- so. uh, you know, Russ might go back
0: to his four-interception ways. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what Mahomes doing Maybe he watched too much Russ tape. I think so, maybe. But again, but there's there's some good matchups and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I I don't doubt the Colts are going to beat the the Texans, but again, just something important to watch for the their the Colts' um, life in in the AFC playoff matchup and stuff like that. But nothing too crazy. I mean, Falcons look good sometimes, but then they look like shit. So I'm pretty sure Tampa Bay is going to put that put that to bed <laughs> very quickly. Um, but other than that, there's not too many games I'm looking at that really jump out of me. You have a divisional matchup in Chicago, Minnesota, which could define a lot what happens in the NFC playoff race as well I
1: get both those teams are on the bubble again so uh that could yeah that could solidify one of those teams making a run
0: yeah and, um, and dan bailey of course the kicker for the minnesota vikings really fucked them last week so yeah, we'll did. see what happens in this game
1: uh, i will say one of the more interesting battles uh like we've mentioned i think a hundred times during this episode mm-hmm. the tennessee versus indianapolis um so tennessee and plays detroit and indianapolis plays houston right. but they play at the same time which I always enjoy because the players have no way of knowing <laughs> right. who's going to win what. Um, I'm honestly, I would rather see the Colts in the defense, the division title. I would too. Uh, Tennessee, you know, I mean, I don't want to say we embarrassed them last, last year in the playoffs. We didn't
0: embarrass them in Tennessee. their big issue. Their offense is fine. It, it runs on the play action. It runs on Derek Henry's back, but their defense is just really bad. So if they come up against a high-scoring team, it's not going to be pretty. You know? Right. I mean, right. there's been a couple of games they've had where they've just been embarrassed. Yeah. Or they, you know, if, if they meet up with that very specific defense that can stop the run, they don't succeed that well. You know.
1: Speaking of Derrick Henry, Ray. it's great segway into our final Thank little you. little Thank bit you. here. Do you think Derrick Henry has the rights slash uh, accolades to take over
0: Travis Kelsey for offensive player of the year? That's a great question because on the year, uh, Derek Henry right now has 1,532 yards. I mean, it's a good chance. He's got three games. He's averaging 5.2 yards a, uh, an attempt, which is insane. He's that, going so to get 2K. He's going to get 2K. Yeah, he's easily going to hit 2,000 yards. He also has 14 touchdowns on the year. And, yeah, you look at <laughs> – they play uh, – in the year, they have some – they have Detroit, Green Bay, and Houston, which I think that's going to be – a rough rough pumpkins for them um so yeah so I think he's going to get 2,000 yards whereas Travis Kelsey let me look this up real fast and this isn't this isn't
1: you know they, they love to say MVP which uh which which player is more valuable for their team this isn't right. necessarily that this is just who's having a better year statistically basically right
0: and so Travis Kelsey he has 1250 yards he is the leading receiver in the league right this second. He had, he's averaging 13.9 yards of reception, which is insane. He has nine touchdowns. Um, I would argue, and again, this is Homer coming out of me, but don't. Who, who adds Offensive Player of the Year? I would say because a tight end is leading the league in in reception or yards and everything like that, I think Travis Kelsey takes it. He should. I, I, think, he I should.
1: think he should. I think he should. People, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know why. But people's pants get tightened whenever Derrick Henry comes up in conversation. <laughs> and, they they love talking and Derek about Derrick Henry. Henry. Is great.
0: He's great. Very good. He is so good. But I, th- but I think a, re, a a tight end doing what Travis Kelsey is doing, I think that 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 deserves a little bit more praise than what Derrick Henry is doing. I I would agree. He has as a as a tight
1: end as a pass catcher. I guess you have a less opportunity to. Um, to touch the ball than the bell cow running back right. <laughs> who you know is going to get the ball 25 times a game. Right, right. Um, especially Derrick Henry, who everyone knows. Wasn't it last year, Matthew, whenever we were going into it, wasn't it Tyron Matthew that said he didn't understand why people were so scared to tackle Derrick Henry? You just got to go at his Something legs. like that, yeah. And uh-huh. then during that game, he, I mean, he hit Derrick <laughs> Henry pretty hard and took him down.
0: A couple times. And then it was in the playoff game, they were leading into the game, Frank Clark was talking about yeah, uh, basically everyone was talking about how he's going to come in here Maybe and rush he all frank. over us. Yeah. He's like, we held him to 50 yards. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff.
1: I don't know. Both guys are having a great season. Uh, of course, this podcast fully endorses Travis Kelsey. He should be Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, and I think that's it. I would, I would agree with you. You got anything else to say? Uh, nope. Well, then... <laughs> well, great. Good. <laughs> then everyone should let us know who their Offensive Player of the Year is. Uh, I would say friend of the show from Who the Hells is this for Ty... I, I think he'd probably pick
0: uh, Tua for Rookie of the Year. Uh, I, you That's know. actually an interesting conversation on the internet. Would you go Tua or Herbert? And the only reason people lean more towards Herbert Are is because Herbert, Herbert has played more of the year. Oh, it, I think it was just young, like in the... Because like I'm going Chase Young for Rookie of the Year. I think there's a defensive and offensive Rookie of the Year. But there's not, there's not an overall... I don't think so. Okay. Well, I don't, then, I don't yeah. think because like... I don't know. For offense, I don't know.
1: <laughs> for, for offensive rookie, I would have to go Justin Jefferson. That guy is oh, killing it. Man. He's been the best rookie wide receiver since Randy Moss. Right. Uh, anyway, th- tell us what your picks are for any of the awards at the end of the year. You can email us at fans at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Debates on tap. You can find us on Instagram at debatesonpictures. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We heard from Ty Plenty this last week with the <laughs> Dolphins versus Chiefs game oh Uh, yeah for sure and and i think that's it so we'll see you next week don't forget to catch all of our other shows every monday you have one of them coming out either and another thing or debates on tap and you'll hear the sultry tones of pork cheek fingers crossed yep i (laughs) guess you know you know i said it right after right after i
0: said we were the most consistent podcast in kansas city look what happened i know well thanks for listening go cheese.